welcome to Storytellers of Color, our new monthly show that airs every second Monday as part of a public affair here on KGNU, your community radio. My name is Rosanna Longobetter. I am the bilingual equity reporter of the station, and I want to share with you that the main goal of this show is to provide a safe space for communicators of color through a series of conversations to elevate their voices and discuss issues of equality in media. Our guest this morning is Ratna Siegel. She was born in 1991. You're a super young person from a diverse background in an area from Southern Russia. And you're gonna share a little more about this with us. And you have had this influence in your life from Asia and European cultures. But more than anything, you are an artist. I'm super curious about your art because I have had the opportunity to see it in display in a gallery that used to be open in Pearl Street that no longer is there. And it is such a pleasure to have you. So welcome Ratna Siegel to our show, Storytellers of Color. Thank you, Rosanna. Share with us what art means to you. Throughout the pandemic, I realized that for me, art is more just an artistic expression. Art is a tool, is a language of expression, of sending a message, of uh, communicating with people on a visual uh, level. So yes, art is, for me, is more than just a visual painting on a wall, it's more of a communicative tool. It's a way to communicate, huh? You were in my gallery uh, a couple times and you were able to witness uh, that. And I'm glad that my, my art sort of captured your attention. And uh, How would you describe your art? My art is, my art is very different from, from, from other, I mean, every single art is very different, but my art is very texturized. It's a lot of texture. It's a lot of dimension. It's a mixed media. I'm using various materials as a plaster, feathers, beads, foil, acrylic, and my art usually has very earthy tones and a lot of inspiration is coming from beauty of Colorado. So a lot of mountain clashing, a lot of rocks, lots of natural looking like textures. You recently had the opportunity to take your art to Europe, to Spain, and you had a moment of showing off there. Yes, in October this year, after the gallery was closed, I decided to focus on my personal art journey. And this was my first opportunity to showcase my artwork overseas. It was a gallery called Azur in Madrid in Spain. I was very happy with this opportunity because I feel like people in Europe, especially Spanish people, have very good taste in, in arts and, you know, be beautiful things and culture. It's a it's culturally diverse place. So I was very humbled by the opportunity. And the uh, paintings that I brought to Madrid were all inspired by the beauty of Rockies. It was a Flagstaff Mountain. It was a Pearl for Pearl Street and a bookstore inspired by the old uh, red letter bookstore on Pearl that was next to my gallery. So now that you have touched that topic, I want to jump into why is it that you had a gallery and where you display your art in Pearl Street where I visit and why is it that from one day to the other, 
you had to close? Yes, it was very uh, sudden and spontaneous, to say the least, because I had multiple shows planned out in the future and I had to push everything back and sort of like, it was very sudden. Unfortunately, the part of 18th and Pearl was sold for redevelopment and it's going to be some retail, some luxury, perhaps some office spaces. My gallery as a couple other business owners had to leave pretty suddenly and to our sadness, up until now, the construction didn't move anywhere. No one is certain what's going on with that block. I feel saddened because, you know, a lot of people lost their employment. We were generating income for local taxes. We were making money. We were providing cultural experiences for local community. So it's no one knows what exactly is going, why we were given notice to vacate so, so sudden and so fast. But looking back and not seeing uh, any any progress with that block, I feel like it's very strange. We should have stayed there. Yeah, because especially now during this time of holidays, when you can get much more acknowledgement of the art and people want to get special things for special people. What comes to my mind, of course, is that beautiful pearl piece that you have that is one of my obsessions. So if you can please describe that piece of art. Thank you, Rosanna. I really appreciate your kind words. Pearl was created in January last year when, during the wintertime in Colorado. So I was using ancient Mongolian writing and I, I sort of like we was using to write my name. And in the middle of the painting on the canvas, you can see around Pearl with flowers because I wanted to show Colorado springtime when we get, when the nature is blossoming, you can see some first blossoms, but the next day, everything can be covered by the snow. you know, so I wanted to show that Colorado cold by blossomy springtime. Yeah, the contrast and the texture that that piece um, has is so beautiful. And it's not a little piece, it's a big one that it can really take over a whole wall. I hope that those that are listening to us this morning kind of imagining how this pearl looks like. But I want to make sure that we also address your diversity. You're a local artist, a multimedia artist that has a very special background, but you still feel a Boulderite. I do. I was born in a place called Elista. It's a capital of Kalmyk Republic. Kalmyk Republic is located in the southwest of Russia. We have very similar landscape and nature and seasons like Colorado Boulder has. In fact, the population of the city where I was born, it's a capital city, is very similar to Boulder population. So in a way, I feel like I crossed the ocean, but ended up in the same place because seasons feel the uh, same. Grass and nature looks the same. You know, the size of the town where I am is the same. So I was born in Kalmykia, but my cultural background is coming from Mongolia. My nation used to be a nomadic tribe that traveled from Mongolia and one day settled uh, down in Russia in 17th uh, century. The reason why we settled down, because Russian Tsar at that time needed some protection for southern border and our man and army used to be like a Kangis Khan army so we used to be very brave excellent in the horses great shooting from bone and arrow so Russian Tsar uh, asked us to stay to protect southern border from Turkish invasion 
And this is how my republic was formed. Usually for better educational and employment opportunities, people from Kalmykia moved to Moscow. So my first was in Moscow. I lived in Moscow. After I finished uh, my degree in finance, I moved to New York City to study again. And from New York, I moved to Boulder before pandemic. I was very lucky before pandemic was even known and opened the art gallery. And one more time, highlight this connection between the city where I was born, Elastic Helmike, and Boulder. So because this reminds me of my childhood, our memories, you know, the nature and such. From New York to Boulder, what a big difference because it's a small town here. It is also a very international town. With the university, we get people from all over. At the same time, Boulder is known as the bubble. And it is not so easy for a person, a diverse person, to live in Boulder many times. Tell us about your background in meditation. Well, I was born as a Buddhist. My nation was able to preserve throughout so many years uh, practice of Tibetan Buddhism. And meditation is one of the core fundamentals of Tibetan Buddhism. I, in fact, went to Thailand for a Buddhist retreat where I was practicing and studying meditation for three weeks. So it was a very intensive program. I will be honest with the listeners of KGNU. I'm not practicing meditation as frequently as a good Buddhist should do. But of course, it helps a lot when I do. When you do, how does your art get influence? Well, when I paint, I first have an image uh, in my mind, what I'd like to paint. And uh, it's very um, often that meditation helps to clear your mind and uh, and bring these uh, images to your head without any distractions of a daily life. So I think it's an important part of my practice. Clears your mind. Huh? There is something unique about art. I have painted, not too much, but when I have done it, Everything else dissolves, and I am there with a mm. canvas, alone, and time, in a way, stops. That's true. Some people saying that when you do something that you enjoy, that you're good at, it is your practice of meditation. And uh, painting might be a meditation practice for some people. You are listening to KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins, and we are speaking with Ratna Siegel. She's a three-dimensional artist, a local artist here in Boulder. And we're talking about many things, not only art, not only diversity, but also about the practice of meditation and how this influences all our aspects. Time seems like it's flying around, but when you're able to really do what you like, you come back, huh? you come back to the moment. Of course. When you are in that moment of creation, What's your first feeling that you get? Uh, well, um, I'm working. I'm currently working on a new collection that uh, is dedicated to some dark history of my nation being exiled to Siberia during Stalin regime. Um, so right now, uh, um, wor our work on this collection obviously brings a lot of sadness. Uh, I'm using a lot of dark colors because. Um, It's um, what happened was that Stalin sent the troops to send the entire nation to Siberia overnight. So imagine you having a dinner with your family members, you know, you don't think about anything bad. You're enjoying your dinner with family and all of a sudden some army troops 
invading your and saying that you have two hours to pack and and sending you to Siberia in on a train. So and I and I'm working on collection dedicated to that time. So right now it's it's a lot of sad because of the collection. But for example, the collection that you saw in the gallery was all inspired by nature. So I was leaning leaning towards nature, Colorado beauty and seasonal change inspired by water. This summertime, it was called currents. So it was a lot of blue colors. The pieces were called ocean, sea and creek because I wasn't able to have opportunity to travel this summer. So I, I felt hunger for the sea access. I miss the ocean. I miss the sea. So I decided to create something water inspired. So inspiration comes depending on, on a collection. Super inspiring. The description of water that you, that you just put out got me thinking about the super huge need that we have right now of snow. And I'm just wondering, like all of us, we're wondering, when is it going to come? When is it going to cover our mountains with that white veil? And people are getting worried even. So mm-hmm. that collection that you just mentioned, were you also thinking about what climate change is putting out for the whole humanity right now? Of course, last year with the wild, uh, wildfires and uh, everything, it was devastating to nature. But I feel like this year, it was very good season for, for, for nature. I feel like we got a lot of snows. We got a lot of rains this season. I feel the harvest was good. In a ways, I even feel that ashes from the last year's fires did good for our local soil. I, I, got, I got some good fruit in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, you're right, a lot of people that harvest this year, planted and harvest this year, got a lot, a lot of, and really fresh yeah. and beautiful. And I know also that a lot of those that are into mushrooms got amazing production of morels, for example, that really are born when there's a fire. So, yeah, you're right. So precisely from a fire, from a the moments that we have been having to kept inside and isolated and from the lack of connection. And what you are mentioning, what is inspiring you now with this new collection, this moment of history that is dark and that is bitter, but that you are bringing your creation. How do you feel that these moments in time, these moments are really building on your art and the art of artists around the world? Well, I believe in a resistance resistance of humanity. I feel like after uh, dark always will come a better times. And I feel like the history repeats itself. Just taking an example of what, you know, government decided, what government's agenda was towards my nation, you, you know, at that time, they had agenda, they needed to execute it. And, uh, you know, there was no in between. It repeats right now. And what I'm trying to say that, you know, this vaccinated, unvaccinated program creates so much stress in our com- in our society, you know, people becoming radicalized. For example, as a business owner, I don't want to back to 2020. I didn't want to discriminate my visitors from their vaccination status, you know, but right now it's getting very, very radical, you know, so I feel like we always should remember that government might have some agenda towards towards people, but we should never lose the touch of humanity. We should believe in kindness and be kind to each other. 
kindness is extremely important. Thank you for yeah. saying that. I'm speaking with Ratna Siegel this morning. This is a storytellers of color that I always adore. This is a show dear to my heart. Why? Because this is a safe space for communicators of color, for artists, for musicians, for media producers to come and share their story, their stories of, of their creation, but also of their relationship with the art. Tell us, Ratna, what has been the hardest thing that you have experienced during these last years of not only having to be moved, and in a way I'm going to say the word gentrified, out of your space, what has been the hardest thing that you have had to experience? As a, as a part of this series called Storytellers of Color, I, I think that the most difficult thing that was for me to see the twist in society that happened in Boulder. I moved here pre-pandemic and I saw Boulder being very liberal and friendly and welcoming space where people having uh, uh, signs on the yards like peace and love, acceptance to everyone. But yet I, w I experienced this cultural prejudice during pandemic. At the very beginning, people thought I was the face of coronavirus, assuming that I was from Wuhan or China. And with my background, it was the first time experiencing, you know, something like this because I was born in an Asian state. Moscow was a very diverse place. New York uh, is a very diverse place. Only moving to Boulder, I different. And when pandemic hit, I experienced on myself this prejudice of the way you look and who you are. Not an easy thing to experience at all. And so real and so raw. Thank you for sharing that. As also as a Latina, Mestiza, Indigenous woman, I can share with you that our Latinx community here also experienced, our Latino community experienced some of that feeling that they were the carriers of the virus. Mm, yeah, that's true. It's sad that Boulder community is lacking more diversity. For example, the fact that I experienced it, it was okay, but then I feel like this prejudice and the, this way of thinking was projected to my daughter. And when it happened to my daughter, I felt very strongly about the wrongness of this. And I remember I was attending restaurants with my friends and I was joke, uh, joking about this. That people, I feel like people think that I'm a carrier of the virus. I'm a person from Wuhan, China. And they, were, uh, they didn't take me seriously. But after spending some time with, around me, they started noticing that too. You know, like people pulling their kids away from my child who doesn't look Caucasian, you know, yet letting their kids to play with other Caucasian kids. So that was very sad. It's an experience uh, that stays with us. Were you able to produce a piece of art that healed you and that healed your daughter through this transition of feeling ostracized, feeling an outsider? No, I, I'm trying to be an artist less than an art. I'm, art for me is less than an art therapy. There is definitely some piece of art therapy, but more about creating an art. So no, I, 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 did, I didn't draw, but I, I had an open conversation with people. If I experienced such and such, I was trying to find the common grounds. I understand the worry of other mothers. I get it. But at the same time, I wanted to have an open conversation. Yeah. yeah, and a safe conversation around these topics. That are. This. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, where is it that people can find your art pieces? Where can where can they see them? Because it is super important 
to see the texture in your pieces. And I know that you have a way of seeing them virtually, but it's not the same. Ah, I love that you're saying this, Rosanna, because that's true. I, I don't think my art translates very well on a flat screen. Uh, that's true because it has a effect of the size, effect of texture, dimensions, very eye-catching. So this Saturday, this coming Saturday, I'll be part of Support Small Businesses uh, in Boulder. So you'll be able to see my art at... Uh, female-owned yoga studio called Yoga Pearl on Pearl Street in 9. I'll be joining an event as part of the local creators, which I'm very excited about. So this is the next opportunity to see my art in person. That's fantastic, especially now with the holidays and people thinking about getting something for that special person. I think it comes super timely. Now, Radna, I know that besides your beautiful art, this multimedia beautiful pieces that you produce. You also are a model. So tell us about that other side. I used to model in New York City. When I moved to Colorado, I, I did some modeling in Colorado, but I decided to leave this all behind and focus on my art career. Yet I'm proud to be working with Adriana Lima and Laura Messier. And what other brands did I work? I worked, but I think Adriana Lima was the, the, the biggest exciting moment in my modeling career in person as you we see her on the screen. Yeah, Adriana Lima, it's amazing. One of the pieces that I remember that you told me when I was there at your gallery that was extremely popular for Boulderites was Sanita's hike and you produce a piece called Sanitas. Describe to our listeners how Sanitas looks in your art. Thank you so much, Rosanna. I'm glad that you remember Sanitas. It was a special piece for me too. It it had this Sanitas loop in the center, in the, in the center of the canvas, because uh, as Sanitas loops around, and I used some feathers that I picked up from the hike. Once again, I incorporate for the first time more and more of this Mongolian language, a clear script, it was the first piece where I used more than one word of this uh, traditional script because people were drawn to this script, um, uh, drawn to my signature that I was writing in clear script. And uh, I decided to, you know, if, if my viewers interested in script, why won't I use more? Why won't I show more of that script to them? So Sanitas was the first painting where I put the whole poem and half of the piece and uh, it was sold successfully. And it found its house somewhere in Boulder. It is so beautiful that you have come to occupy this space today with me. Really curious about having the opportunity to see that new collection that you are working, the dark and the light that you're going to bring with the history of your heritage. I can't wait. You have to have <laughs> a big one. And hopefully by then you will have a refugee gallery again in town, hopefully. Yeah, that's the plan for the 2022. Fantastic. So you already have a plan for 2022. That's fantastic. Thank you again. I just want to thank you, Radna Siegel, for joining us for these Storytellers of Color, a collaborative series with an open invitation to other storytellers to come into our airwaves to tell their stories and to occupy the safe space that we are providing here at KGNU Community Radio. I hope you will join us 
every second Monday of the month. But I want to make sure that I give you the last words in this show. What do you want to tell those that have been listening to us? First of all, I, I would like to thank you, Rosanna, for having me at KGNU. Secondly, I'd like to wish everyone a nice holidays. It's been a difficult year for everyone. And my final and third conclusion will be, with, I just want to remind that we've been in the dark places before, you know, and uh, I do believe in resistance of humanity. I do think that 2022 will be a good year for all of us. So let's let's hope for better. It's looking good already, huh? Thank you again. <laughs> Thanks, Rosanna.